the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good for Michelle Tofoya. Maybe that name means something to you. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, She's been very good at one of the most useless jobs in television for 11 years. That would be sideline reporter for an NFL telecast. I've done it, so I know that it's a useless job. But she was an ultimate pro in both delivery and appearance. She did as good a job as you can do at that. And she was doing it on the top-rated television show in the country, and that would be uh, NBC Sunday Night Football. And she quit. She got in a beef with the uh, the idiots on The View a couple of months ago and had the nerve, for among other things, to uh, to question Colin Kaepernick comparing the NFL to slavery and mentioning that she didn't think her kids should be told in school to be ashamed because of the color of their skin or to apologize for it. The View idiots, led by Whoopi Goldberg, jumped all over it and uh, didn't take long for NBC to see it, uh, see to it, I should say, that... Uh, that Michelle got less exposure. She started working fewer uh, Sunday night games. She worked the Super Bowl on Sunday, though, and then said goodbye at the end. Last night, she was on with Tucker Carlson and talked about wanting to try something different and feeling it in her gut, she said, that uh, she could make a difference doing some other things. So, turns out she decided to get into politics and become the co-chair of Kendall Qualls' uh, campaign for governor of Minnesota. Now, Qualls is a conservative Republican, and he's also black. That's quite a jump from sportscaster to co-chairing a political campaign. But you don't have to listen to Tafoya for very long to to realize she's really smart, and she was really impressive with uh, Carson last night. Now, of course, I haven't spoken to her, but I have a feeling that one of the reasons she is getting involved in this campaign is because she wants to help this guy out, but also to gain some credibility for when she gets back into the broadcasting business but not in the sports broadcasting business. Imagine that. Someone who's been working in sports for years making the switch to talk about something other than sports. Who would do that? Uh, Anyway, if Fox News hasn't offered her a job yet, they should. She would be a great addition to their uh, team, not just on politics, but, you know, to to cover the the non-X's and O's stuff in sports. Colin Kaepernick kneeling, for example, would be one of those. She's got a great presence. She's mature, and she will have lots of credibility. It's a no-brainer. Michelle Tafoya should next be seen on television working for Fox News. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about that with Jeff McCall, our go-to media expert. We'll also talk to him about the, uh, the, the gutless, corrupt media's refusal to give serious coverage to that John Durham filing about the Clinton campaign spying on Donald Trump. And in our second half hour, we're going to take a look at the death of Bob Saget with one of the best people in the world to do that with. That would be Dr. Cyril Wecht. Stick around. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-708-1855. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-708-1855 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-708-1855. What do you have to lose? Call 800-708-1855. Again, 800-708-1855. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. 
Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This five-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are seven times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's Radio 20, and shipping is free. Let me ask you, what does your perfect wedding day look like? I'll bet you've imagined it over and over again. The crisp spring air, the fresh grass giving way beneath you as you walk towards your future, surrounded by the people you love the most. So what's in the way of you believing it's possible for you to have it? Are you believing the lie that you are meant to be alone? Or maybe you don't know what a Christian romance should look like or where to find it. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. And I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge, where you will discover your heart's desire of a loving marriage. In this challenge, I'll teach you why now's your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com, and you can start your journey to find that lasting, loving relationship now. Join me at lovestories.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, unless you are uh, hopelessly liberal, you couldn't have been surprised by the non-Fox networks uh, either ignoring or dismissing the story of uh, special counsel John Durham's filing last Friday. He said the Clinton campaign infiltrated Donald Trump's computers with the intention of producing a false narrative that he was in cahoots with the Russians. Uh, if you, maybe you weren't surprised about uh, the networks ignoring that, but I have a feeling Jeff McCall, maybe you were surprised, but I have a feeling Jeff McCall was not. He's professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill and foxnews.com and our media go-to guy. Jeff, good to have you on again, as always. Great to be with you, too, John. Thanks. And I gave uh, Mike, the guy who makes the phone calls, the wrong number, which I... How many times do I do that a month? Two or three times a month, Mike? I was only off by one number, but somehow it it didn't ring on your phone. Uh, But anyway, I'm glad glad we got you. Um, So I'm guessing you weren't surprised by the media's non-response to that uh, John Durham story. 
No, not surprised at all. This is a classic case of what we call journalism by omission. And, uh, you know, if you want to be a professional journalist, you have to sit back and evaluate each story based on its news value and not through the prism of whatever your predisposition or personal opinions are. And that's, the same, I think, the thing that's causing the decline in media credibility today is that we don't have enough journalists. Now, there are some, there are lots of good ones, but there are too many, I think, that are not willing to look at news as news and define it in terms of you know, any sort of objective standard of what is newsworthy. They're only willing to look at things through the prism of their own attitudes. And the sad thing here is we need a nation that is informed broadly. And, of course, this is not an accident. They did this totally on purpose. And you can also bet that if the Durham investigation had uh, hinted that uh, Hillary's people were in the clear, or if they had uh, in some court filing indicated that the Trump camp was at fault somehow, you know that the mainstream media, or as I like to call them, the establishment media, would have jumped all over that, all the, all the, all the, all the pieces. So oh, yeah. the, fact, the fact that they chose to ignore this just shows that they're not willing to look at news as news. And again, in terms of the First Amendment, they can ignore it all they want. But in terms of professional standards, they owe it to us as news consumers to tell us the facts and let us know what's happening in the real world, because this, this matters. I mean, this was an attempt to, like, screw up a presidency, and in, in many regards it worked. But this matters, and if they don't want to cover certain things, they should at least have enough, you know, courtesy to us as news consumers to move into the opinion side of the world and then just say, we're not going to cover things that don't fit our personal narrative. And we've talked about this before, Jeff, but it seems to me uh, this is a story that if you didn't do it, someone from upper management would be calling you to find out why. Uh, I can remember working in local news, and the producer of the 11 o'clock news would be on the air five minutes into a newscast, and there were general managers or news directors... Uh, who would who would call and scream and say, "Hey, I'm watching the other two channels. Why aren't we doing this story?" Uh, yep. And you would so, is this a newsroom decision or is it going much higher than that? Well, I think it's going much higher than that. It might be you know day to day the newsroom decision, but ultimately the people at the top, the executives, the you know the managers need to be involved, and surely they are uh, because again. Uh, they, they can't be totally oblivious because all of these people monitor other news outlets. So I'm sure they know that this happened because if, if nothing else, they should have seen it on Fox News or in the New York Post or someplace else. I mean, uh, it, it, they had to know that it was out there. So uh, the part of the problem here is now that the people at the top of these you know, big media empires are mostly not coming from journalistic backgrounds themselves, as we talked about before, and that's a problem. But also, they're doing the hiring of the people down below, and they're hiring people who are willing to compromise professional journalism standards to kind of meet the needs of whatever that media organization's overall point of view is. Yeah, and I, CNN is not going to hire a reporter who, and, and it's easy now for uh, people who are looking to hire reporters, anchors, whatever, stations or, or networks that are looking to hire people like that, it's easy for them to check out social media, uh, not only that, but, you know, just check out the usual stuff, what, what they've written, what the, how they've reported at other places, and it's easy for them to weed out anybody who doesn't agree with them and, and not hire somebody who might have said, made a, a comment that showed they might be a little bit conservative uh, on Twitter or someplace. They're not getting hired. Yeah, it, it's sad to think that uh, the establishment press is now committed to hiring people who only are willing to come in and fit the, the, the format that they have, you know, the predetermined point of view that they have. Uh, I mean, and I think that's, you know, I think that's different than years past. Um, I think that there was a time where professional journalists, you know, at the major networks and at the Associated Press, and I dare say even places like the Washington Post, and even USA Today in its early era, that there were journalists who were there to be journalists, and the people who hired them were willing to let them follow where the stories led. Uh, and I think that culture has disintegrated, and that's why, you know, over 53% of all Americans now, according to Rasmussen reports, 
have no confidence at all in the political news that they see. And so that means that they're going to just ignore the news or they're going to go to hardly part, uh, you know, purely partisan sites for their news. And I mean, there's a place for that, but that's not where you should get all of your news. And that's the only place they've got to go now. Cause if over half of all Americans don't have any confidence in the political reporting, they see at all, uh, they're at some point just going to disintegrate. Now, not covering the, the Durham story is bad enough, but there were people like um, Brian Stalter, who's CNN's supposed media expert, making fun of Fox News for covering it. They all must have forgotten how wrong they were about the Russia collusion story, because they're, they're out there right now on video uh, slobbering all over uh, every morsel of information that would suggest that Trump had any connection with Russia and then claiming it was collusion that did exist. Yeah, you raise an interesting perspective here, because for places like CNN, if they did report these latest Durham findings, or the fact that the, the Hillary Clinton campaign was somehow manipulating behind the scenes, they've got to go back a couple of years and start eating a whole lot of crow. And they are not willing to do that at all. And so, I mean, that's, I'm sure, a factor you know, in the, the hierarchy of these news organizations to say, hey, you know, if we go and start reporting, you know, some of these indications that uh, Clinton, you know, political machinery was, you know, not, you know, playing above board here, uh, that's going to show that we really were off on the wrong track for a long time, and they're just not willing to take that bullet. <clears throat> Moving on to another story here, not as big, but pretty alarming and beyond stupid. There's the... Uh, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, he was upset, upset with um, how he's been covered, and he's only been in office for, I guess, two months. Uh, I think it was right after the, right the first of the year he came in, so not even two full months. He was upset with how he's been covered, and this is what he said to the media gathered for a press conference. Quote, I'm a black man that's the mayor, but my story is being interpreted by people who don't look like me. I don't know about you, but I don't think it gets much dumber than that. Well, that's not helpful. I mean, as a culture, I think most Americans are very happy to move along now and to understand that, you know, we all need to live together across various demographic categories. And when you've got a political leader who is wanting to define their news coverage based on demographic category, I think that runs against really kind of the open-mindedness and good-naturedness of most Americans in this day and age. And one thing I would say about this, too, is he must have forgotten all the great media coverage he had for months during the campaign before he was elected. And even on the, you know, the first few days he was in office, he got really positive coverage, even from places like Fox News and, and you know, the New York Post. I mean, they were all kind of like on board, like, hey, this is a new guy. He's different than de Blasio. He's come in. He's going to look at things differently. So, I mean, he got all kinds of great coverage. And the fact that it's not going to be 100% good all the time shouldn't be surprising to anybody in the public sphere. But the fact that he's all of a sudden upset shows that he has a pretty thin skin. And to argue about, you know, the race of the people who are covering him is not that helpful. And here's one thing to keep in mind, too. Probably all the reporters who were there in that room uh, for his press gathering probably all voted for it. <laughs> So it's not yeah. like he's it's not like he's got a hostile crowd there. These are people who are on his bandwagon and at a certain point they with a straight face have to ask him some questions and he did go up to Albany, you know, to deal with his crime interests and didn't have any success there. So I mean, does he expect the media to like not cover that at all or to sugarcoat it for him? Uh, I don't think so. Uh so I mean, really this is an unfortunate thing at I hope there's somebody in his hierarchy who can take him aside, you know, down the hallway of the mayor's office and say, hey, look, this is a really bad image you just created. Uh, we need to do better than that. And you're not going to move yourself forward as a mayor or in press coverage, number one, if you're bashing the media, number two, if you're making it a racial thing. Uh, and also keep in mind, you know, when Trump criticized the media, you know, the, the establishment media jumped up and down like, oh, he's attacking the media, he's attacking the media. But except for a few handful of places out on the East Coast, you know, his attack on the media has not drawn the ire of reporters in the mainstream media. 
You mean uh, the mayor's attack? No, nobody thinks yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, nobody yeah. Nobody would dare The mayor attacked the media, and nobody's like beating him up for that except the New York Post. That's an ex- that's a great uh, point, um, because if Trump done, had done something similar, he would have been trashed uh, unmercifully. Um, the other thing is that if this is – it would be one thing if he did this after, you know, uh, a year of being in office. He does it not even two months after being in office, and he sets that tone – with the media, and so the the idea is that if you're not black, you can't fairly judge the job I'm doing. So it's just it's just the stupidity of it is what, what is mind boggling to me. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, think about this. <clears throat> We've been talking about the needs for professional journalists to evaluate things as news. He should expect that to happen, whether these are white reporters or black reporters or Asian reporters or whatever. And I don't think that it's fair. Uh, to, to assume that the black reporters will come in and somehow be less professional than the white reporters who are covering him. But that's kind of what he's suggesting, is that if I had African-American reporters in front of me, they would do the right thing and cover me in a more favorable way. And I would think that he should hope that African-American reporters, and I'm sure there are very many good ones in New York City, would cover him on the basis of the news that he's generating rather than try to run interference for him based on race. I just think that's an unfair expectation uh, and not helpful. It's also um, disrespectful to the black journalists because now you're saying that whatever you read uh, about me or see on television about me, if it's done by a black reporter, you can believe it. But if it's not, you you shouldn't. And so their credibility is destroyed. Yeah, or when they go to a, a positive story about the mayor now at some point there's going to be the profile now that like oh they're only doing this because they look like the mayor yeah and again professional journalists are professional regardless of their race and there are many good reporters of all kinds of demographic profiles and we need to respect and appreciate them and not expect that they're going to report based on ethnicity and certainly not at the whims of whoever it is they're covering I have about two minutes left here with Jeff McCall, a communications professor at uh, DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill. Uh, somebody hacked the list of donors to Give, Send, Go. That's a Christian fundraising program that raised millions for the uh, Canadian truck convoy. Then they leaked the names of the donors to the media, which is bad enough. But then the media, including the Washington Post, published the names and even contacted the, some people on the list to ask, why they donated. Do you remember anybody doing that with people who contributed to Black Lives Matter? No, and, and again, this is a double standard, but what this really is is the Washington Post uh, kind of uh, being accomplices, basically, in mob rule, because the attempt here is to intimidate people who are expressing their own points of view with their money and had no sense that, that their names were going to be revealed necessarily. And so really this is a way to try to shame and to bring down the mob on people who want to use their money to support a cause that they are more than welcome to support if they choose. And so I, I think that's the worst thing here is this is really uh, using the press, so to speak, or the press using its clout to try to generate some sort of activist mob. And, uh, you know, one thing we've talked about before is anytime you've got mob activity, it becomes irrational and not helpful in trying to have a reasoned discussion in the public sphere. Got about a minute left, Jeff. Um, Michelle Tafoya quit the number one show on TV, NBC Sunday Night Football. She's going to run a campaign now for a guy running for governor of Minnesota, probably because she knew she was going to be fired. But it's all related to having the wrong opinions during an appearance on The View. I think that we'll be seeing her working for Fox News sometime soon. Think that would be a good hire? Well, probably would be good for Fox. uh, And I think you're right. I think there was writing on the wall that uh, Michelle was going to have some troubles staying at NBC based on, uh, you know, the comments she made on The View recently. Uh, So, I mean, she may have just gotten out ahead of the posse, so to speak. But I commend her for standing up for herself and not being willing to continue to work in an environment where they expect her to toe a political line. And it'll be interesting to see where her career goes. I mean, she's got plenty of talent. She's got plenty of options ahead of her. And so 
she'll be just fine, and she'll have her Sunday evenings open. She won't have to be standing on a cold football field in uh, November. Yeah, good for her. I'm rooting for her, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. As always, Jeff, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you, John. Uh, okay, Jeff McCall of uh, the Communications uh, Professor at DePaul University. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Tennessee GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn says the United States would be in a much stronger position against Russia had President Biden shown stronger leadership. If he had put economic sanctions on Putin, the oligarchs, on the country, if he had uh, said absolutely not to Nord Stream 2, if he had begun sales of lethal aid, to the Ukrainian army so they could protect themselves. Senator Blackburn was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. In the meantime, President Biden says there's a very high risk of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. He says it could happen within several days. Labor Department reports jobless claims rising by 23,000 to 248,000 last week. The four-week average for claims fell by 10,500. This is SRN News. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250, The Answer. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Russia, Russia, Russia. We heard that a lot during Donald Trump. Now it means a lot during Joe Biden. Russia continues to menace Ukraine. I'll bring you the latest on what's ahead for the weekend. Plus a talk with the Hillsdale Dialogue men themselves, Stephen Smith and Dr. Larry Arn. Join me for another walk down history plays with Shakespeare on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected, and closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy, it works, and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800 800- 500-8384 ReliefFactor.com AM 1250 and FM 92.5 The Answer WPGP Pittsburgh W223CS Pittsburgh A division of Salem Media Group Listen on the Answer mobile app Smart speakers Tune in iHeart or Odyssey Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer 
Well, it's wet and miserable out there on the roads. Plenty of delays that you're going to deal with. Parkway East, your outbound trip. It's about a 10-minute delay between Boulevard of the Allies and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound side, stacking up County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, Sloco outbound Banksville Road to Carnegie. Really heavy on 51 between Maytide Street and Liberty Tunnels. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. It'll be cloudy tonight with winds gusting past 40 miles per hour. We'll see evening rain heavy at times, followed by a little rain mixing with, then changing to snow late with little to no accumulation. Roads and sidewalks will turn icy as temperatures drop quickly. We'll see a low of 24. Breezy tomorrow morning, otherwise sunshine and a few clouds. Watch for icy spots early at a high of 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, as they say in radio, we are efforting to uh, get Dr. Cyril Wecht. We want to talk to him about the uh, the death of comedian Bob Saget. Um, Bob Saget uh, was a pretty well-known guy, and it uh, became a pretty big story. They found him alone in his hotel room, and he had died uh, of a head injury. And they found him in bed, which is kind of interesting. Um, and how do you get a head injury and then end up in bed? I think that's where he ended up, but uh, that's that's what uh, I want to talk to uh, Dr. Wecht about. And I think we're going to get him on here in just a second. Uh, from the time the story broke uh, when of his death, um, raised some serious questions. As I said, he was alone in his hotel room, died of a head injury. And a, and a judge has blocked the release of the autopsy records at the request of the family. But how does a guy die in bed from a head injury? Nobody better to ask that than Dr. Cyril Wecht, who we now have on the line. He's been studying uh, mysterious and controversial deaths for over 60 years. He joins us now. Dr. Wecht, thanks for being here. Hi, good evening. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I hope you and your family are well. We are. I hope the same for you. So, yes. uh, when you hear a story like this, uh, the death of Bob Saget, uh, you know, because of your background, you've been doing this for so long, and uh, the the uh, the number of cases that you've had, famous and not so famous, does it pique your interest immediately when you when you hear something like this? Well, yes, it does. And of course, I, I was contacted uh, by uh, um, CNN and National Enquirer, and then a bunch of others uh, ever since. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, from a an intellectual forensic pathologist standpoint it certainly does um you wonder about all of these things i did get the autopsy report and i saw it i will tell you john that there's in my opinion no way that all of these injuries is skull fractures um subdural hemorrhage subarachnoid hemorrhage um cerebral contusions could have occurred in one fall i think if if these are indeed due to uh, blunt force trauma um, uh, of an accidental nature, then there had to have been at least two calls or more. People wonder how can this be? Well, let me explain. When you when you bump your head like that, the brain moves around. The brain is not rigidly fixed. It it, it moves forward. If you bump the back of your head, uh, that's called a contra coup. The brain slides forward, and uh, damage is produced in the frontal area of your face and uh, your your brain. Um, but there are other injuries elsewhere. I believe that um, um, you know. I would like to know more, as I have asked now when people contact me about this, uh, about the investigation. Um, when he drove from Jacksonville to Orlando, uh, did he? stop for gas? Did he stop to eat? What was his condition like? Is there any possibility that he could have slipped and fallen? When he checked in at the hotel, the Rich Carlton in Orlando, what did the desk receptionist see? Did he have abrasions, contusions, uh, evidence of some black eye? Or was he clear and his face uh, was unmarked in any way? Which would mean that whatever occurred, occurred in the hotel room. Um, people attributing this to hitting against the backboard, uh, there would not be enough force from a slip or fall against the backboard. You know, um, force 
Um, energy equals one half mass times velocity squared. Uh, just uh, falling, slipping, um, and then backward for a foot or two against the backboard of a bed uh, would not give you sufficient velocity to produce the kind of force necessary uh, to cause all of these injuries. So I'm sorry, uh, uh, but I understand the family's uh, interest, although I don't understand what it is that they say uh, would be um, uh, emotionally uh, traumatic uh, for them. We know from the autopsy report he had a significantly enlarged heart. We know from reports that he's got a family history of heart disease. Two uncles died before the age of 40. His father has heart disease and so on. Uh, I think that he may well have had a cardiac episode causing him uh, to lose unconsciousness, to lose consciousness in a first second or two, slip and fall, get up, and then fall again. And then he would go lie down figuring, well, you know, I'll just sleep this off. It'll be okay. The other thing you got to know about a subdural hemorrhage that's bleeding between the fibrous membrane, the dura mater, overlying the brain um, beneath the skull, um, that a subdural hemorrhage does not have to begin and continue always. Uh, sometimes it doesn't begin until later. Sometimes it starts and stops when the clotting mechanism takes over and then it starts again. Uh, and it can be delayed. That's why people who sustain a head injury, a bump, a fall, and lose consciousness or so on, should always be um, taken to a hospital or make sure, at the very least, that who's ever with them wakes them up every half hour to make sure that they're getting a response because you can be lulled into a state of complacency thinking everything's okay. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what eventually uh, comes forward. Is there any evidence of foul play? I uh, didn't see anything. There were no injuries reported on his forearms, his wrists, his hands, uh, what we call defensive injuries. And the room, as I read it, was not disheveled uh, or in disarray in any way. Um, he was lying in a supine position straight out on his bed, and everything was in order. So uh, that doesn't mean somebody couldn't have inflicted injuries and cleaned up a little bit and left. But then the question is who? Who would have had access? So he had his hotel card, and that's the other thing I've asked for. Uh, I mean, I, I've asked for me personally. Uh, I'm not handling this, but there it is. Um, they have electronic setups, I think, to show uh, who had gone, gone into that room. Uh, who else could have gone into that room? Uh, who else would have had a card? to get into his room. So, uh, you know, and I haven't read anything about any kind of blood or um, um, you know, indentation on a bedboard or so on, because uh, if you're going to smack something like that, you're going to have some force and you're going to have uh, two, you know, some hair particles uh, and, and so on, some scrapings from the scalp. I, I, I'm hoping we'll get this information. Now, um, you mentioned um, that, um, well, you, you're not working the case. I'm just wondering, knowing what you know now, and you have seen the pictures, and, and you, you know, you've seen the autopsy report, um, if you had been called in, instead of just being called like from, by people like me and people in the other media at, just to get your expert opinion, if you had been hired by a law enforcement and seeing what you have seen to this point, would you start with the idea that there was foul play and then to go backwards, or would you would you not do that? I mean, what, how do you approach something well, you, like that? You, no, that's a very good question. You always start, um, whether you're a doctor uh, who is examining somebody uh, with pains in his uh, uh, shoulder area, um, you always start, in that case, with the idea that it could be having a uh, coronary insufficiency episode and you treat it as if it were a heart attack. Because if it turns out to be just a musculoskeletal injury or sprain or strain, then there's been no harm done. So analogously, John, taking it over into my area of expertise and pathology, you start 
uh, always with the <clears throat> uh, toughest uh, possible scenario, namely that there could have been foul play. So you do a thorough investigation of the room. You look for any evidence of a third of a of a third party uh, uh, footprints, uh, fingerprints, uh, any hair um, uh, on the dead spread uh, on the backboard or anywhere else. Um, and then you uh, also uh, work with the law enforcement people and have them check all the things that I mentioned before about his uh, activities in that two and a half hour drive uh, from Jacksonville to Orlando. So those are the things you do. And then if it turns out that it indeed was a tragic accident uh, with no foul play of any kind, you see, you haven't lost anything. If you start off, which they may have done, that this is just an accident, then um, you don't do the kind of crime scene investigation that is indicated. So you always start off with the uh, uh, most uh, difficult, uh, even the most unlikely um, scenario, um, and then you don't miss anything. Uh, so that's that's the answer to your question. Now, one doctor who has seen the autopsy pictures, uh, and you've already described what you've seen, uh, but uh, this got my attention, I'm sure a lot of people around the country, he says the injury looks to him like what you'd find on someone who was beaten with a baseball bat or fallen from 20 or 30 feet. When you hear that, it's hard to go from that to thinking, well, he fell, but you're saying it could happen with two falls, and then you might buy the, the injury? Well, yeah, two, yeah, two or more falls. Um, I, I haven't seen the photos. I don't know where this doctor happened to see photos. Um, but to talk about a baseball bat, um, you're going to have uh, more extensive fractures than were found here, and you're going to definitely have some kind of a laceration of the scalp, um, even though a baseball bat, you know, is uh, smooth and round, um, but still you're going to have a laceration. We don't have that. So I can't agree with that. I uh, agree with the point he's making, uh, as I've talked to, indeed, about the force required um, to cause such an injury, and he talks about, you know, 20, 30 feet, uh, which gets to my point about velocity. Uh, you, you, you've got to have something um, with velocity to produce these injuries. So I don't think it was just a, you know, when you talk about the, uh, the bedboard, so you're not talking about somebody coming into the room and uh, diving for his bed. He's so damn tired and he plows into his head. I don't think you're talking about something like that. That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, well, what about a bathtub, the, Cyril? That, I, well, my first inclination would be that he slipped in the shower. Uh, but I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, that, well, that, that's, that, that would be a little better. Slipping in the shower, then you're coming down several feet, right? And you, and you hit your head against a hard towel um, or so on, or against uh, um, porcelain, the, yeah. uh, you know, porcelain, the t- the, maybe the, uh, the uh, toilet bowl mm-hmm. um, uh, or whatever. Sure, that, that could do it. But still, uh, you're going to need more than one fall. But I don't have a difficult uh, t- uh, <clears throat> problem in in figuring that he could have had two or more falls because of that markedly enlarged heart and 95% blockage of one of the main coronary arteries. So you can die suddenly from that kind of a cardiovascular problem just suddenly. You know, many of my autopsies, uh, I don't have myocardial infarction, you know, an actual heart attack that I can um, visualize even microscopically, I just have a big heart. Why did he die then? Not an hour before. Why not the day before? Uh, or why not uh, tomorrow? Um, so big, we have an expression in forensic pathology, big hearts kill. What? Big hearts kill. What about the possibility that um, he has the heart attack, he falls, uh, and then he gets up and he's dead before the second fall? Well, he wouldn't have been dead before the second fall because, as I've said, he's lying reportedly, if that's accurate. He's lying in a supine position. And uh, so, you know, he managed to uh, um, get himself in bed. Remember, you know, he's by himself. And by the way, you know, just a side comment, this is a millionaire, I assume, Mm -hmm. and he's on a 22 uh, nightclub tour. um, Or, um, I mean, for him to be traveling by himself, 
with no kind of an aid and no kind of a person to look after him. My God. With his heart what issues the hell, and Oh, my, my 65-year-old guy, um, and I'm sure he he had to have known he had a big heart. I'm sure he went to a doctor, and the doctor had to be treating him for hypertension. Um, I can't believe that he would not have sought medical care. So, um, you know, for his for him and, and his wife to, to have let him travel like this by himself, my God, you know, that's, 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 that's really, really extremely dangerous. We're talking to um, uh, Dr. Cyril Wecht. I, I only have a couple minutes left, uh, Cyril, and I want to make sure I get to you. Because yeah, while yeah. I have you here, I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of COVID questions. Uh, we had you on here two years ago, I think, and uh, we talked about the masks. And uh-huh. uh, you uh, actually thought it was pretty ridiculous <laughs> about the overdoing of the masks. Here we are two years later, kids all over America still wearing them. And Dr. Fauci said today, it's understandable why people want to take masks off the kids, but right now, given the level of activity that we have, it's risky. You buying that? No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. And as you, as you know, John, New Jersey, Delaware, um, Connecticut, and three or four other states are planning to remove the mask mandate yeah. uh, in the first or second week of March, number one. Number two, uh, why is it necessary for little kids uh, or kids, students, like my students at the law school where I taught even this afternoon, to wear a mask, but it's not necessary for 75,000 people to go to a stadium to watch a ball game and not have to wear a mask? <laughs> yes. Explain that to me. Yeah, uh, I can't. And I'm, you're, you're the doctor here. And I, I, I sure Well, can't. John, you know, look, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not I'm not being insensitive to right, COVID, right. but we got tubercu- we got tuberculosis. We've had tuberculosis. We've had polio. We've had AIDS. Uh, we've had um, uh, Ebola uh, and SARS and so on. I mean, we have these infectious diseases that come and go, and COVID probably going to be with us for a while, like the flu is with us. Mm-hmm. And in fact, people who are coming who have been vaccinated and are coming down with COVID. Uh, these are all, my secretary had this and it's, it's a cold it's a bad cold uh, cold like uh, situation yeah. for three four days and, and that's it so uh, you know you know you you can't stop the world or change the world and right. i i just don't think that we can go along with this masking uh, forever and people not going to work for god's yeah, sake right. and working from their homes no i mean then what the hell you know what life is what was life all about right i got uh, I got a minute, less than a minute left, and I'm up against the hard break. So, but I had to ask you, how do you feel about babies being vaccinated? Well, um, if their pediatricians feel that it's it's a wise idea, then uh, I see nothing wrong with it. You know, this this uh, scare and fear about COVID is going to do this and it's going to do that. Uh, every kind of injection, uh, an injection for penicillin, an injection for anything else, there's always a, a, a risk of, of something, but these are extremely rare, and I think that uh, where vaccination is indicated. So it's not for me to say, as a pediatric epidemiologist, whether uh, little children should be vaccinated. But I believe that if it is recommended, if it were my if it were my child, uh, I would I would do it. If it were recommended, I would do it. Cyril, I'm always uh, glad to have you on. Uh, you're an amazing man, and you never slow down. Uh, so I hope to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you. I hope it won't be two more years. Take care. <laughs> All right. That's Cyril Weck. We'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Windows are us. You've tried the rest, now try the best. 
Paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that's now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-959-4526 now. Drive who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. Call 800-959-4526. 800-959-4526. What do you have to lose? Call 800-959-4526 now. Visit us on the web at completecar.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. I'll tell you, what an amazing man Dr. Cyril Wecht is. Uh, did you hear him just drop in there that, as I told my students in a, in a law, my law students in a class today, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's, at, I know he's over 90. I think he was 90, he was 89 when we had him on a couple years ago. I think he's 90 or 91 right now. And he's, he's still out there doing autopsies. He's getting in his car and driving on the turnpike to go places to do uh, do his job of being a pathologist when he's called in to either to, as a part of a case or for a, a private in, uh, enter, you know, private interest like a, a family wants to find out something and they hire him to do it. And uh, it's just amazing to me. And I, I've met a lot of interesting people doing this job, uh, many of them and most of them, I guess you'd have to say, in sports going back a million years but I can't think of anybody more interesting and more. Uh, uh, no, there's nobody smarter. That's, that's not even that's not even up for discussion. This is a guy who had went and got his law degree at the same time he got his medical degree. Now I can't. I had a friend who became a dentist, and uh, he's still out there. Uh, Doug is his name. I won't give you his last name. He listens to the show, and I I um, a long time ago we were both college age. I happened to be with him when he moved into his uh, apartment out in Oakland. He was going to go to Pitt Dental School, just got out of uh, college, and he was going to dental school. And we helped him move into his apartment. And one of the things we did was carry his books in. And he started putting his dental school books, his first-year dental school books, up on the shelf in, in his room. I, I took it down, and I looked at it. I read, like, a paragraph. I said, Doug, have a nice time with this. I don't know how anybody gets through dental school. This guy got through medical school and law school at the same time. I'd have him on every day if I could. What an interesting guy. Always good to have him on. And this is a term that's overused, but he is a treasure, a Pittsburgh treasure. Cyril Weck. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.